The following pendant Hello and welcome to The King of Reese Season 5, Episode 7 Commentary. I am Chris Stotter, and with me is the writer for this episode, Perry Whittle. Hello. So, how are you doing, Perry? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Chris? Good to talk to you again. Yes, it's very good to talk to you again. Uh, I'm doing actually pretty good this time. I think hey. it's the first time I'm not sick or anything else. Nothing going wrong. Oh, good. Uh, we are right now in the previouslys, and we are hearing what happened last episode, where uh, the new Tommy comes and appears for the first time. Well, I'm not not Tommy, but Tom. That's right. And uh, we find out that Tommy ran off. Yeah, and I was just listening to this stuff. I was just hoping that people think that that's Hooks doing a bad acting job and not me doing a bad acting job as Hooks when he says, you just got back from the spa, right? Or whatever it is he says. I think they know. Anyway, I, I hope. think they know. I hope. <laughs> and I hope that's what it was, too. It was. I think I, uh, last episode was great. I think, uh, uh, I think, did Pete write that one? I think Pete wrote that one. I think um, it, w- it went really well. I, I vaguely remember talking yeah. to Pete and then telling uh, that's right, yeah, him yeah. telling me that right uh, his next is eleven. So I'm, I'm not crazy. Yeah, that's right. All right. So this episode is titled "Where the Synthetic Rubber Meets the Road." Yes. Okay. I have some notes on that. <laughs> so, I was going to ask because uh, okay. All right. So he, so here I go. You or do you want to ask first? No. Go. That that All was right. my question. Was where did this right. come from? All right. So, in the 1960s and 70s, there was a tire company, I think it was Firestone, that had an ad campaign that used the phrase, where the rubber meets the road, to indicate the place where tires are put to the test, both physically and metaphorically. Um, It's basically the same idea as the phrase, the proof is in the pudding. Um, But it's a car metaphor. Um, So this episode is really made of intercutting between two really long scenes. One where Debbie and Tom, too, are walking around the Kingery's thoroughfare and where we have uh, uh, Kurt and Gordo and we also have uh, Maddie Gray we meet up with. And the other one where Tommy and Asa are driving around some new planet somewhere. So the automobile metaphor has a literal connection with the driving scene. And because it's the future, I figure they have synthetic rubber. And also because this is the first time Tom, too, our synthetic human, is put to the test of uncontrolled interactions in public. So that's the synthetic rubber meeting the road. So the phrase applied to both the both of the major scenes in this episode. So that's why I chose it. And uh, earlier in the, uh, you know, in the drafting process, I've been using provisional titles of uh, disinformation was one of the first ones, which I thought was because, you know, of the discussion that Gordo and Kurt have. And, um, and there is a lot of disinformation, you know, floating around. And uh, are we there yet? That was the other, because, you know, Tommy is being kind of childish in his interactions with Asa a lot of the time here. Uh, but neither of those titles applied really to the entire episode. So, anyway. I got you. I think we went right over top of the scene one with uh, uh, Richard Casto as Kurt and Patrick Lewis as Gordo. Right. Both doing a fantastic job. And, oh, yes. um 
they both played a pair of thugs in the seminar short that I wrote, Origin Story, The Burrower, which was in Seminar 41. And I just think they do a lovely, lovely job of being tough and dumb. <laughs> Definitely Patrick Lewis did an awesome job of playing dumb. <laughs> yes. Yes. And nice background sounds, Chris. Oh, well... <laughs> you got street and families and people talking, and I think it's just interesting. Oh, this is a thoroughfare. Yeah, yeah. I actually have this. Every time I have, this is pretty much put aside as my thoroughfare background. It's basically a city, and I have some people interspersed in, and some birds that you probably can't hear that are layered in there, and some taxi cabs and stuff like that. Yeah. The, the one background that really got me, that took me a while to figure out, was... The other planet. Yes. So tell us, tell us about the sounds that you used for the gas vents or the gas. Uh, <laughs> this other stuff. Well, I couldn't find. I, I had an idea when I read your script and I saw what you wanted. I had an idea of what uh, I was going to do, and I was looking for some specific, you know, gas vents. You know, uh, I ended up using flamethrower sounds. And yeah, uh, they work. Uh, grenade sounds for the background and I just throw them off to either side every once in a while and uh, that worked out good and then I have an eerie wind eerie wind that you really can't hear because it's just slightly lower than the car but whenever the car like sound dips then you can pick it up yeah well here we are back uh, this is, is I believe scene three with uh, Gordo and uh, Kurt and both Richard and Patrick doing another awesome job. I, got, I had a lot of fun mixing their scenes because even though they recorded separately, they, there were so many takes that played so well off of each other that it was just, it was great. Yeah, it's lovely when that happens, isn't it? Yes. Just wonderful. Anyway, one of the things I just thought it, I thought it would be a little bit interesting to look at the situation from inside the opponent's camp for just a second. I thought it would be a little fun if the bad guys were just as dumb and disorganized as the good guys. So that's part of you know where all this stuff came from. And um, then we have this uh, confusion about what on the other team means. Does that mean yes. that, you know, at first we think that <laughs> they're on Shimizu's gang, but Tommy thinks it means they're... Uh, have different sexual orientations, so he starts trying to help them out because he's being, you know, he's nice, Tommy. That scene alone, I must have been laughing so hard while trying to mix it because <laughs> uh, Richard and Patrick both had some great, <laughs> great ad libs, and I, I threw some of them in there. You, you'll notice yes. uh, when Patrick says, uh, "Take your uh, take your shiny butt gremlin, <laughs> yeah, your golden butt monkey, or whatever." <laughs> that, I think that was my favorite ad lib this episode. I have no idea what it means, but it just makes me laugh. It's just I don't know either, but when I heard it, I was like, I gotta fit this in somehow. <laughs> and I also like uh, Tommy's line: "Help you find your physical bliss in one another." Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, and what I love—that's that's a written line, but I I just get a kick out of that. I think. What I love was that then at the tail end of that scene. They do go off. <laughs> yes, yes. And and I have to thank Pete Milan for suggesting that ending to the scene. I, I thought that that was just wonderful. So he did a great job um, helping me out there. So thanks to Pete for that. Well, as Pete said and, in the commentary for the last episode, he's like, 
uh, I guess the writers have been neglecting the male side of uh, yep. the male-on-male. Male. Yep, it's absolutely true. It was refreshing to hear that uh, uh, those were uh, those scenes were popping up these uh, last two episodes. Doesn't balance it out, but it, it gets close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have a long way to go, but that's okay. Uh, this is the scene that we were just talking about, the one where uh, Tom and uh, uh, Tom, played by Pete uh, Milan, and uh, Debbie, played by Shane Nolan, interact with Patrick and or with Gordo and Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm hearing um, Carl Glassmeyer as Asa and Tommy. And how much farther to the hookers? Yes. <laughs> hey, and now we've got uh, Alicia Lane Pickens playing Madeline Gray. Joins yep. Shane Nolan as Debbie and Pete Milan as Tommy Arkell. And um, I really, I really enjoyed in um, the episode that I wrote uh, two ago, um, season five, episode five, and in this one also. I really like Alicia showing a sort of softer side of Maddie Gray's personality. You can call me Tom. And um, also, oh hey, also I want to mention that um, this is uh, probably the first or maybe second uh, commentary that's been. Uh, recorded since the Kingery won a couple of awards, won a couple of Pendy awards back oh, yeah. at the beginning of um, 2012. So uh, Pete, of course, having won a Pendy for um, what was it? Best hero independent production is um, someone we're trying to overwork. So I've got him uh, both playing Tommy and in pretty much every scene on the thoroughfare, and also. Or I'm sorry, Tom, in almost every scene on the thoroughfare, and also Tommy, uh, on every uh, scene on this other planet. <laughs> yeah, and he he uh, he mentioned the last commentary that uh, when the writers were throwing around ideas uh, about this alternate Tommy, he was like, yeah, yeah, this is a great idea, and then it didn't really click in the back of his head, like. <laughs> Uh, or his subconscious was telling him, "What are you doing, you idiot? You're gonna have to record two sets of lines." <laughs> and th I guess this episode and the previous episode really hit him hard with the number of lines that he had to do. Yep. Yep. Well, I ought to apologize, but you know, it's a lot of fun writing for good actors. So. What do I I agree. And that that line of um, uh, Asa's. Uh, Hey, maybe I'm not so dumb. I really like Carl's performance of that. And it's a concept that I sort of stole from myself. So for the past few years, I've been really, really annoying at work when I've anticipated an issue. And um, then I'll point that out. And then I'll say something like, wow, this is almost like somebody was thinking ahead. So you can ask any of my coworkers. They'll tell you how annoying I am when I do that. But that's kind of what Ace is doing there. Only I, I hope he's not quite as annoying as I am when I do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now we're back with um, Tom and Maddie, right? Yeah. And um, I thought Tom should show a little bit of vulnerability um, to, to you know, make Maddie sort of warm up to him. And uh, 
I, I really enjoy Alicia's performance at the end of this scene. She's so amused, and she plays along with Tom's weirdness, which yeah. I, th- I thought was important to show that she's intrigued enough and playful enough to, to play along with his weirdness and his new personality and, um, you know, suggest that maybe they can have some sort of different relationship in the future. Well, it actually worked out pretty well because in the previous episode, uh, Pete wrote in that uh, uh, Maddie enjoyed role-playing in certain situations because you yeah. uh, mentioned something about a pirate costume. But as a... So it's almost like you guys work together. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's almost like somebody read somebody else's script or something. <laughs> I would never admit to that, though. What are you talking about? You guys write as a team. <laughs> and uh, yeah, speaking of the team work, uh, Chris Britton, the editor, also suggested that we have Tom kiss Maddie's hand again. I'd, I'd thrown it in the first time in the previous scene. And then Chris Britton said um, we should do it again. So I think that that's wonderful. So thanks for that, Chris. I thought that was a lot of fun. Worked really well. And with the hand. I shall count the hours until we meet again. Yeah, I... Until I don't... I actually don't remember what music I use, obviously. Uh, the music is all David Alexander McDonald, but uh, uh, at these points, like right here, uh, I, I needed something that was more light and funny. But not crazy funny. Yeah. So uh, I, I threw little bits and pieces in, and you'll, you'll hear the music come in and out. I mean, really, this episode did not need that much music. Um, because, uh, like, on the other planet, it was pretty sound effects heavy. So there was no real reason for any. Uh, any background music until the, the last scene where you know they get they finally get to their destination. Right. Yeah. Both of these things happen outdoors in locations where there's a, a lot of sound going on. So it's not like um, a scene of two people talking in a room where you do tend to want to um, put some sort of music or something behind it to, to fill up the empty space. Yeah, well, I like I like having music anyway because it, it definitely helps uh, uh, change or even enhance the mood of a, a scene. Uh-huh. But, uh I mean, I, I just I couldn't do it. I mean, I I was fighting to put uh, little bits and pieces of music in because I didn't want to take away from the the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. We learned some important stuff in this episode, though. We learned that uh, Ace is from some backwater planet that has gas vents. And, <laughs> yeah. And he's he's got a, a mean streak. Yeah, and he um, seems to just know what Tommy's doing. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think, yeah, we learned a little bit more about Asa's past in this episode, and I know a lot of pendulums are interested in Asa and in his past, and I'm one of those people, and I think that you should um, continue coming back for more episodes, because I have a sneaky suspicion or sneaking suspicion that we're gonna learn more. Hey, maybe it'll turn out that Ace is actually Betty. Ah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what happens. I was just oh like, man, that's that's the kind of really dangerous thing to that you know comes up in the writers' chat, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden we're doing it. Well, I haven't heard. I haven't uh, read anything. Uh, 
uh, in the future about that. So I'm just that's total speculation on my part. <laughs> However, that would probably put one of the last nails uh, in Tommy's coffin. <laughs> He'd probably yeah. kill himself at that point. <laughs> so I thought this was nice. The um, Alicia's performance of "You Made Tommy Safe" and Shane's uh, performance of "And a Little Weird." I thought that was a really funny performance from Shane of that line. Not, yep. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's the plan for and, uh, Tommy? Oh my gosh, we're about to learn that uh, Tom too and Maddie are going to go on a date. Tommy gets back, and well, but it, but not in this episode. So come back, come back, and see if they actually get to go on their date. And what happens if and when it does happen? What? You serious? He can date. I don't know, man. Their date might be at uh, shenanigans. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, uh, one thing that I, I did notice, uh, it was made very obvious in the previous episode that uh, the Tom clone uh, would only really work for about a week or so before... Uh, the memory degrades or whatever degrades. Yeah, I think that was mentioned. And I, I'm worried that Hooks is maybe, you know, too good. <laughs> I'm worried that that's not going to actually take uh, have anything to do with anything. And that it's, uh, I don't know. I, again, I haven't read the scripts. So it's total speculation on my part of what, what happens next, but the the uh, season five, episode I have a feeling that it's going to be interesting for the season finale when we eventually get there. Yeah, I have a feeling you may be right about that. Well, all right, I hear Bruce Busby reading the credits. Yep. I want to say thank you, Chris, and thanks to everybody who contributed. Yep, thank you, Perry. This was a great episode. I, uh, it had a lot of comedy in it uh, between uh, Kurt and Gordo, so I actually had a enjoyable time listening and mixing it. Yes, I think it came out very well, so thanks, everybody. The next episode is going to be written by, by Susan Bridges. Yep, so be sure, everybody, to check back for that. Do you have any more episodes this uh, season, or are you done? Not this season. I did uh, uh, five and seven, so All I'm right. done for this so, season. So you are done. That's me. Awesome. So I guess we'll see you next season. Yeah, hope so. <laughs> All right, Perry. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, everybody out in uh, Kingery Land. We'll see you next month. Bye now.